podcast, Ian Mobsby addresses a gathering in Lambeth Palace before the Archbishop of Canterbury and invited guests from traditional and new communities to explore his experiences in forming the Moot community. This podcast was recorded at a gathering to promote the work of the Anglican Religious Communities Charitable Trust, set up to support new innovation of the religious life in mission and community in the Church of England and beyond. Archbishop Rowan, uh, friends, trustees and colleagues, thank you for the great honour it is both for Lucy and I to represent the Moot community here today. I think it's true to say that funding from the Anglican Religious Communities Development Trust has been incredibly important to us at three crucial stages in relation to our work as a community, but also to fund an initiative to expand and support the fledgling new monastic communities bubbling up, not only in this country but abroad. I want to tell you a bit more about the story of the Moot community. It began as a small ragbag group of de-churched people, mostly who had fallen out of church, along with some few spiritual seekers who were intrigued by Christ and spirituality, but not too keen on church. It began as an edgy, non-funded mission initiative at the parish church of St Matthew's Westminster, just the other side of the river from here. And to be frank, I don't think anybody expected to survive with so many challenging, slightly dysfunctional and opinionated individuals. (laughs) As one of the founders, this was my induction to a new mission initiative as a non-stipendary curate and missioner, an experiment that the Bishop Richard took a, a risk with. So it began as a community of people who wanted to belong somewhere, but I think shared the ministry of not fitting in. Not because we did not want to, but because seemed to be deliberately wanting to do, make us not fit and do something new, or should I say old, amongst us. So I, I remember my first day of being a deacon, following my ordination by, by Bishop Richard in London, um, in the first Sunday parish uh, communion mass at St Matthew's Westminster. I had a week-long induction, intense induction to all things sacramental, So, you know, I'd previously been a Marxist atheist that became a Christian through a charismatic evangelical mission in York, and then a part-time ordinand at Cambridge to then serve a title at St. Matthew's Westminster and to the Moot community. Um, So the induction was intense and something I have grown to love in the ritual and meaning of the liturgy of Eucharist. So at my first smells and bells of the candle Eucharist, where I assisted as a deacon and preached, who should walk in two minutes before the beginning and sit in the front row, other than the Archbishop of Canterbury and Mrs. Williams. <laughs> Not only did I go as white as a sheet, <laughs> but the Moot community also looked on with a certain amount of shock and sympathy. <laughs> I think I shook all the way through the service, particularly with the sensing of the gospel, and looked the biggest creep in the world with no less than three quotes by certain Rome Williams in the homily text. <laughs> The opening scene to the beginning of my ordained ministry and the life of the Moot community was quite honestly an open sign, a metaphor, which was about what was about to come. It has been an enormous challenge of uncertainty, chaos, poverty, failure, struggle and discernment. But amazingly, the community in the middle of all that has grown and its mission activities began to flourish with no money, limited human resources 
and the challenge of being a real community in the heart of the City of London. I can honestly say it took me and the individuals involved in it to the edge of our sanity. But we have grown as Christians and in our faith in Christ because I think we literally had to let go of many things and to learn to trust God in severe adversity. I think we've learnt a lot about what the heart of the religious life might be. And I think it lies in this pathway that involves suffering in the Missio Dei. It was the Archbishop's mission of the now Bishop of Sheffield who suggested we consider developing a rhythm of life to define what it means to be Christian in terms of action or orthopraxis. He was possibly the first to discern and encourage us to dig deep as one of the new type of small missional communities that were both gospel-inspired and committed to contemplative prayer. And so Moot has grown into a new monastic community and we are a lot healthier and more integrated because of it. And as the, we have learned that our core function, drawing on the work by the Franciscan friar Richard Rohr, was this call to contemplative action. Contemplative action. So Moot has now matured from its adolescence, and I'm not kidding you about adolescence, into one of the flagship new monastic communities and fresh expressions of church with its new home and the Guild Church of St Mary Aldermary in the City of London which was wonderfully founded, we think, by Benedictines from Christ Church Canterbury a long time ago. So now it's reaching out in experimental mission and hospitality as a fully integrated part of the mixed economy of churches in central London through a new arts and spirituality cafe called Host, which is drawing on the depth of a contemplative, sacramental and Anglican identity and practice with a rhythm of prayer, Eucharist, dialogue, hospitality and spiritual exploration, one of my one of the great things is that we've entered into a partnership with a pub next door called Ye Old Wattling. And they're very happy that every week we have a bunch of unchurched spiritual seekers exploring spirituality over a beer. I'm excited that this approach seems to resonate deeply with a new breed of post-secular unchurched spiritual seekers that are emerging out of the uncertainty and peril of our world in the 21st century. So now, in the autumn of 2012, we are now living what we dreamed of being over 10 years ago, regarding mission and sustainability, and it's exciting and terrifying in equal measure. I can safely say that without God, communities like Moot would not exist. And if there needed to be any evidence of the reality and compassion of Christ, it is the miracle that Moot continues to exist today. I do find it highly amusing that Moot, as largely a bunch of poor, somewhat dysfunctional, uh, addicted, but passionately Christian-loving people are now reaching out to do mission in some of the richest and powerful citizens of the country in the square mile. If this is not for me, a this is a vision for me of the true Ecclesia and the Kingdom of God that seeks to work through the materially poor yet spiritually fulfilled to reach the materially rich but spiritually impoverished. Further, I can honestly say, without the encouragement of many friends here, traditional monks, nuns, abbots and friars, we would have sunk under the pressure of it all. We have been deeply grateful for the wisdom and support that the religious communities have given to our extremely novice approach to growing into the tradition of the religious life, of which Moot now seeks to grow into becoming an acknowledged religious community, which is in the middle of now discerning. So the money that we received from you on three occasions, even though small, absolutely supported us in times of crisis. On two occasions, this fund covered the national insurance contributions to my modest stipend for me to keep going when I had to income generate 90% of my stipend in a time of economic <coughs> crisis. The other investment, um, which has been for over two years, is to support a website and social media network 
encouraging and supporting the growth of new monastic communities. This is called a new monastic network, Ning, has really contributed to the visibility and support of this fragile yet new movement that I believe is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is a continuation of the religious life, but in a new charism and a new form, which conveys, I think, the religious life into a new context of those who are spiritually seeking. It is now our challenge to live this authentically in the post-everything 21st century. On the last count, to encourage you, there are now 320 members of this network within Anglicanism and much wider afield outside of the UK and beyond. I think next year there will be, for the first time, as a direct result of this funding, a national conference in London, which I hope will then give voice to many who are really struggling at the moment to articulate the sense of vocation in challenging economic uh, circumstances. So on behalf of the MOOC community and participants of New Monastic Network, can I express my incredibly deep thanks and gratitude for being there when we needed to talk to people when we were being ignored, for being willing to take a risk and fund us when everything sort of looks slightly mad, and the trust to believe that we might actually bear some fruit. I cannot say thank you enough. Thanks for listening to the Moot Community Podcast. If you'd like more information on who we are and what we do, please visit www.moot.uk.net. Thank you.